630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad. On the day our American friends celebrate Thanksgiving, we Canadians celebrate Thursday, November 25th. How are you doing today? Of course, I have football on. Las Vegas leading Dallas 33-30 with 37 seconds left in the fourth quarter as the Cowboys have the ball here to try to uh, tie it or win it. Earlier today, came down to the last play between the Bears and the Lions. Chicago won at 16-14. Lions still winless on the season. My goodness, they're 0-10-1. The nightcap should be a good one. It's the Bills and the Saints. Thanks a lot for tuning in tonight. Speaking of American Thanksgiving, Jack Michaels, my American friend, who is the play-by-play voice for Edmonton Oilers on Sportsnet on 630 Ched, will uh, try to explain American Thanksgiving, how, how it works, why it's on a Thursday, why it seems to be bigger than Christmas south of the border. He's going to hop on tonight, and we'll, of course, talk about the incredible pace that Leon Dreisaitl is on as he gets four more points last night to get to 20 goals and 40 points just 19 games into the season. Also, and, and I'm really excited for this interview a little bit later on tonight, we got a gentleman named Nelson Rago on the show. Now, he plays for the Edmonton Seahawks, and uh, you, you, may know, you may recognize that name. And I, and I know there's a, a Seahawks uh, football program, but th- and we've had people from this uh, version of the Seahawks on the show before. It's Seahawks spelled S-E-E-H-A-W-K-S. And this is a team of blind hockey players. And the thing that's cool about Nelson Rago, he is a goalie, and he recently played goal in a game with sighted players. <laughs> So what an experience for him. We're going to have him on the show so uh, he can tell the story himself, but that is really, really cool. So that's all coming up tonight. Thanks a lot for tuning in. Reed Wilkins with you. Always happy to hear from you. And that's going to be a big focus of the first hour of the show tonight. I got a really well-written, intelligent, thoughtful message from a listener about the interview I had with former NHL referee Tim Peel on the show last night. And uh, he, he kind of posted a thread on uh, Twitter directed at me and uh, it was very good, very thoughtful. And uh, I I really enjoyed reading it and the feedback that he offered. And he kind of singled out a couple of areas of the interview, which I think are interesting ones to talk about. So in a few minutes, I'm going to read you that feedback. Uh, His name is Jason. And we're going to get to the parts of the of the Tim Peel interview that uh, that he was bringing up. And of course, I'm happy to hear from you about that or anything else. The hotline is seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. It is presented by Certain Teed Professional Grade Building Materials Pro all the way. Follow me on Twitter at Reed Wilkins R E I D W I L K I N S, and you can email Inside Sports at six thirty Ched dot com. The Oilers. Off today. Practice tomorrow. Play the Vegas Golden Knights. On Saturday, Furnace Family Oilers Hockey will start with the face-off show at 3.30 on Saturday, and then the game will be at 5 as the Oilers will play game number 20 of the season. So far, pretty good, 14-5 and five on the year. Uh, yes, obviously, not a perfect team. We've talked lately about allowing the first goal, not playing that great often in the first 5-10, sometimes the entire first period of a game. Uh, yes, I think you know the goals against uh, the goals against average uh, goals against per game a little bit below average when it comes to the entire National Hockey League. But having said that, they are banking the points along the way and uh, a lot of time to work on some things. And uh, and look, they got a lot of young players who are getting some experience. 
you don't want to have injuries. Who knows, though? Maybe these players playing some games will pay off in the long run. One guy who just seems to pay off every time he touches the puck, Leon Dreisaitl. Dreisaitl on the right, back to the blue line. CC one-timer that hit Cassian. Here's Dreisaitl, scores! Leon Dreisaitl fires it home! I guess it's a little... Uh crazy to think that I'm going to score 50 goals in 50 games um you know obviously right now pucks are going in for me but um you know this is a tough league to score and so um you know I, I don't expect to 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 hit that stat um at all so um so obviously you're going to keep shooting if they go in great uh I know there's going to come come times where they're probably not going to go in to McDavid out of the corner to Dreisaitl to the net score Leon Dreisaitl puts it home. It's a power play goal, and the Oilers are up 4-1. <laughs> you expect me to score 82 goals this year? <laughs> That's not going to happen. That's not going to happen. So, um, again, it, you know, obviously playing with 97 makes it a lot easier. Um, a lot more free, free ice out there uh, with him. But, um, you know, I, I, don't, I don't expect that of myself. That's not anything that's uh you know realistic i think so well don't expect leon to score 82 goals this year but it'd be fun if it happened didn't it <laughs> as long as he keeps scoring at this pace at least we get to have a what if conversation about it just incredible by dry settle so far this season since the year 2000 so this century there have been 27 seasons of 50 or more goals. Dreisaitl already has one of those to his credit. There have been two seasons of 60 or more goals. Alex Ovechkin got 65 in 07-08, and Steven Stamkos got exactly 60 in the 11-12 season. Do I expect Leon Dreisaitl to keep scoring a goal per game? No, I don't. Do I think he can get to 70? I think he can, but I still think that's going to be tough. There are going to be slumps. There are going to be teams that check the Oilers and maybe can do what Dallas did a couple of days ago. Do I think he's got a realistic chance to get 60? You're darn right I do. I I mean, if if you look at, what, uh, 63 games remaining in the season, can he score 40 goals in that span? That's, That's not out of the realm of possibility to me. Have a little fun on my Twitter account if you want. I posted a poll this afternoon. How many goals will Leon Dreisaitl score in the regular season? 70 or more, 60 to 69, 50 to 59, 49 or less. Those are the choices. The leading category, uh, 50 to 59, 44.2% of the about 700 votes right now. I feel like that guy on CNN, what was his name, John King? They gave all the election results on the big board because I'm kind of I'm kind of pointing to my computer right now. I wish you could see me. Actually, that wouldn't be good. Uh, 50 to 59 is uh, in the lead at 44.2 percent. 60 to 69, not far behind, at 37 percent. If I could vote on my own poll, that's what I would pick. And then you got 70 or more at 14 percent, 49 or less at about four and a half percent. Not all the polls have reported, obviously, but feel free to jump in and have some uh, fun, just for fun, not a scientific poll. But participate in that poll if you want. Now, in, in terms of uh, the National Hockey League, let, let's use 70 as a bit of the magic number here. In the entire history of the National Hockey League, there have been 14 seasons of 70 or more goals, including Wayne Gretzky getting all the way to 92. He got to 87. Brett Hall got to 86. Mario got to 85. 
Of course, Phil Esposito got to 76 way back in 1971, but most of these seasons, uh, I mean, Esposito did it in 70-71, but most of these seasons between 1981 and uh, 1993. Solandi got to 76 and 93. So Dreisaitl even approached 70 in this day. Remember Bernie Nichols got 70 in 88-89. Yari Curry had 71 in 80-45. Just if anybody, if Leon could approach 70 and get over 60 in this day and age would be pretty phenomenal. So interesting uh, interesting to discuss, fun to discuss, as the Oilers so far have uh, compiled a 14-5 and record. Okay, I, I mentioned some really... Well thought out listener feedback I received based on an interview I did last night with uh, with Tim Peel, the former NHL referee. And I got to tell you, it is not positive feedback. I, I should clarify that this is not positive feedback about some of the things Peel said. You'll hear the exact comments when we get back. Raiders and Cowboys in overtime. Turkey football south of the border. The Oilers locker room sale coming up Saturday, noon to four, Ford Hall at Rogers Place. We're going to have more on that coming up uh, later on tonight with Jody Young, Vice President of Fan Experience for your Edmonton Oilers. Okay, so uh, Tim Peel was on the show, uh, on the face-off show last night before the game between the Oilers and Coyotes, the former NHL referee who was going to retire at the end of last season. And then he was uh, let go a little early because of that open mic incident. But we talked about a whole bunch of stuff. And uh, then I, I got a message here, here on Twitter. It was publicly posted. Maybe even some of you have seen it from a gentleman named Jason. And I want to read what he wrote because it's very well thought out. And some of you might share what he's thinking. Some of you might think, uh, I don't know about that, Jason, but I, I want to, I want to read it because he, I know he put some effort in, into it and uh, I, I'm, I'm happy to uh, obviously, you know, listener interaction is a part of the show. And if it's well thought out and, uh, and mature and makes a point, we'll always give you a, try to give you a form. So here's what Jason wrote. Hey, Reed, normally I enjoyed listening to Tim Peel and getting his perspective on the rules and officiating today, though, I thought his points were respectfully intellectually dishonest and essentially gaslighting the fans while defending the refing fraternity. His point that Connor scoring two highlight reel goals without any infractions was his proof that no bias has been shown against Connor and Leon and, frankly, all NHL stars. That's like pointing to a patch of blue in a thunderstorm and telling us it's not raining. It's insulting. Jason goes on to write, Regarding the point of refs not being good in PR or being from Europe or Quebec as to why they don't have post games, I mean, coaches and players are from the same areas yet sit in front of the mic when required to. They have zero PR experience too, but it comes with the job. I can handle losing. I mean, it's just entertainment for fans. What I can't tolerate is having our intelligence insulted, especially when fans from opposing teams will acknowledge the same thing. This goes beyond fan bias. We've seen it with Crosby, Matthews, Goudreau, etc. Jason continues, the 2017 playoffs opened my eyes to it. Not just for us, but when for Calgary played Anaheim as well. I understand it's a business. It's wonderful for the NHL to grow in new markets in the U.S. and overseas. If that's the goal of the league executives and owners, fine. But be honest. Fans drive the revenue, and they deserve a good, fair product on the ice. We can tolerate mistakes by players, coaches, GMs, and officials. 
That's what makes sports unique. And I would never advocate for replacing officials with artificial intelligence, but it's becoming unwatchable now. And then Jason has a little more. He says, I think all fans want to have a fair game called with some consistency. If you put away the whistles, do it for both teams. There will be games where the penalties are 6-1 for the opposition. As long as it's relatively honest calling, most fans would be fine. I've never commented on anything on any sports show before. This is a first for me, but I personally do not like being patronized and being told nothing is happening when it's blatantly obvious. Protect the stars on all teams. Let them play. That's who fans pay to see. In my uneducated and humble opinion, I think the fans deserve more from a league and quite frankly, abuses their loyalty. Refing is tough, thankless, and criticism will never go away. It's in every pro league around the world. I don't envy their job as I couldn't handle it. And then Jason concludes, I don't think it's too much as a fan to request some form of accountability, even twice a season or something. I apparently have too much time on my hands tonight as uh, I was... uh... (laughs) And I was cranky before I heard the interview. Sorry for the essay. Okay, that well, Jason, thank you for the essay, if that's what you, you want to call it. But uh, I know you definitely put some thought in it, and, and you hit on some points, and probably some people share what you're thinking. So a couple of a couple of things here, and let let's focus on the, those exact clips. And, and I I thought it was a pretty good interview with Tim Peel. I thought he was very honest. Did I agree with everything he said? No, not necessarily, but I, I do think it's important to give the perspective. And one thing that happens, I mean, look, being a sports fan, it's all about, a lot of it is about emotion, uh, sometimes, you know, being critical or having that escape to be critical about things, and then, you know, going back to your 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 regular life. Sports is a bit of an escape. Um, the thing is, though, if we talk about a coach or a player or a GM, they often have the opportunity through the media to answer questions. Refs don't really do that. So from that standpoint, I was glad to get even a recent former NHL ref on the show. So here's the question I asked. uh, One of the questions I asked about McDavid and Peel's response. There is a a perception that, that, that everything can't be called on McDavid because he's fouled so often. I know, I know you sort of touched on that, but you you like would a ref ever think that way where it's like no, well you know no. no that that would be completely inaccurate and and uh, I think at some point we need to you know I, you know this read especially growing up in Canada I grew up in New Brunswick and I live in St Louis now and officiating has always been a lightning rod for 75 years officiating in the NHL it's the same thing every year and for whatever reason our sport we really. Uh, tend to focus on the officials more than I think any other sport. And I I really think that if you look at the the two highlight reel goals that McDavid scored this year, there was, he went through three or four players on both plays. Not one of them tried to hook or trip him because they knew, they know if they put a stick in there and it's parallel to the ice and they get it on on his hands. But, Think about that for a second. Not one of them put their stick out to even try to hook them and slow them down. So we have to give the credit, a lot of credit to the players because they adapt to the rules. But I think our officials have called a, a, a done a good job.
times that a player gets tripped and it, you know of course it happens in our league where you've got the best player in the world in Connor McDavid and maybe in in a one week span there are three or four or two or three trips that haven't been called and now it becomes national headlines that is one of the uh, clips that uh, that upset uh, Jason last night. We'll get to the other one, and of course, I'm happy to hear from you. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. Inside Sports on Chad. Six thirty, Chad. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at six on six thirty, Chad.